Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Tell a friend. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swift Nation. Hello, Oliver Davis. How the Dickens are you on our second attempt to record this intro? This is going to be awkward because I'm just going to say the exact same thing that we just said on the failed media card. Luckily, we spotted it about two minutes into the record. Yeah. But hey, Luke, I'm excited <laughs> for a weekend of WWE wrestling. I can't believe I'm saying that for a second time in the last five minutes because usually for the big four where WWE have these ridiculously long cards and like 12 matches in six hours and I, I'm not I'm only excited about a couple of the matches and the idea of seeing the same style of wrestling you know as opposed to a New Japan or Ring of Honor show where there's a real effort to to change things up from match to match comedy tag six man hardcore lucha high flame stiff style championship you know you, you flick between all those but WWE really is just Pat Patterson laying things out in the back and but this weekend is so the cards are so interesting war games for NXT uh the black velveteen dream very much looking forward to curious about who what direction they're going to go for the women's champion uh and on the Sunday what a card what a card I I I I mean, did I tell you about the uh, the tweet that I received from a uh, from a fan no. um, that was telling me about uh, well asking if I was dreading that? I'm glad you played this. Uh, you played that very well because I have told you this already. We told it out in the uh, the failed recording. Yes. But I got a tweet from uh, someone who asked me if I was dreading the long runtime for Survivor Series, and I said that I'm not even sure even the most jaded of wrestling fans could look at that card and say they're not excited. But it's it is going to be a long show, but. Man alive, it's like every match with the exception of one, I think, that uh, I'm really looking forward to. I wouldn't go that far. I, w- I would say, I mean, I'm just looking at the card here. So, don't care about Kalisto versus Enzo. Yeah, but that's on the I don't care show. about Miz versus Corbin. To be honest, I'm, I don't really care about either of the women's matches. Uh, just because, yeah, I, d- I mean, I'm curious to see how they protect Asuka, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not like they've been built up like the others. But the final four matches, Shield New Day, Usos Bar, uh, the Raw versus SmackDown 5-on-5, five five, and AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. 
I mean, that that's uh, that is mouth-watering stuff. Perhaps it is. Perhaps uh, I'm being overly praising. However, I am actually looking forward to both of the women's matches. It's only the Miz Corbin match that uh, I'm I'm looking to to have a bit of a skip over. Do you know what? I might even watch this live. Oh, that is risque. I'm going to wake up early Monday morning. I just and do I'm, it. I'm so excited to watch it. I may end up watching it live. It's, I've tried that in the past. Doesn't work for me at my age. No, you get you get very yeah. tired, don't you? That's why we're not doing the the live stream or the uh, the live reactions this year. Well, the li- we can't we can't do the, the live stream because yeah. the internet from the studio. Uh, but the live reactions like we did for SummerSlam, that weren't the best way of doing it. We you know we would watch a bit, rush in here, record a reaction, get it. We sort of we were trying to spin too many plates. I feel, but hey. Patreon people or people who are not yet Patreon, that is our next goal. If you go over and support WrestleTalk on Patreon, we can work our way to getting better internet to the studio. I finally found a service that is 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 cost effective and doesn't tie us in for 10 years and goes to the weird location of where we are. Mm-hmm. And it's serviceable for live streaming. So you know, we could do live reactions for the big four and you can watch along with us if you just go over and support Wrestle Talk on Patreon. Plus, there's loads of other things you get if you donate. Yeah, like the exclusive podcast. I mean, you're listening to a podcast in the moment, which means that you like podcasts. And we have an exclusive podcast that goes up at the end of every month where we review a pay-per-view of old. And this month, we're going to be doing Survivor Series 1998, which you haven't watched yet, have you? No, no, I was going to do it last night, but I got snowed under. Might do a bit tonight, do a bit over the weekend. Yep. Yeah, get yourself forward in, to it. Get yourself into Survivor Series fever. Sure. Yeah, it's going to be so much wrestling. I'm sure my <laughs> girlfriend will... Yeah, watch another bit of wrestling after yeah. the because th- she, she just hears it's all the same to her and I'm like no no this is an old bit this is NXT this is New Japan she's like it's just wrestling yeah yeah stop watching it all the time because I mean I don't want to like make you feel a bit trepidatious about watching Survivor Series 1998 but there are I believe 16 matches on that's the whole ridiculous. show that's a big card well it's good so is the entire Deadly Games tournament on that one night yes yes okay so that kind of makes sense uh, but let's get on with some podcast reviews on iTunes. First up from Andy Mack, 1984. Guess how old he is. Go on. Wild stab in the dark. Well, I'm going to guess he's either 32 or 33. Yeah, because I reckon. I was born the year after, and uh, I turned 32 in December. Or maybe he is just a huge George Orwell fan. <laughs> he is a huge Orwell fan. Wrestle Ramble is solid gold, brother. Ollie and Luke just bring it Every week, they are knowledgeable about the wonderful, wacky world of professional wrestling. Most importantly, they make me laugh with their running gags and silly asides. Keep it up, gents, and one day we'll get the answer to who is Byron Saxton. Big love, Andy Mack. Lovely, so I think that's Andy McSee. Andy McSee. Oh, so it is, maybe. Uh, So I've been thinking, because I really want to get to half a million subscribers... Yeah, I wasn't really bothered about subscribers until this became an attainable figure mm-hmm. when we passed 400 on YouTube. And now I want it more than anything. <laughs> it's just an arbitrary figure, really, when you think about it. But I want it. Uh, I'm thinking about, should I reveal who really is Byron Saxton at 500,000 oh, wow. subscribers? That's the drive. That is the drive to five. Yeah. 100,000. So, uh, yeah, to pr- spread the word, subscribe to the channel, folks, to find out who that is. And my name, 64, writes, 
It's really good. That's all that needs to be said, really. My favourite podcasts and soon to be yours. Hashtag swaft. Thank you, my name. Thank you, my name. 64. Um, I'm assuming that he was a very successful series on uh, the Super Nintendo and the Sega Mega Drive, but then when he got his game on the N64, had to have that arbitrary 64 title next to it. So, yeah, congratulations, my name. Well done. That's a reference I don't entirely get. So let's get on with the show. Right now, get into the Great Balls of Botch, everyone's new favourite segment. But if you want to go straight to those prediction sections, click the timestamps in the video description below to be taken right there. Or stay here while we're going to talk about all the stuff we got wrong. Yeah, people really have taken to Great Balls of Bosch, although I like that everyone puts their own little hashtag on it or their own little thing. They call it, you know, Botch Lash or I like Botch at the Beach. There's all sorts that you mm. can throw into there. Yep. Yeah, uh, road Botch. <laughs> end, end of the line. End of the correct stuff. Yeah, if you want to try and like stretch out even further. Yeah. So we've actually got quite a few entries into um, into Great Balls of Botch. All for from this episode. one episode. All but, from the last episode. However. Yeah, I was going to say, so new new viewers may uh, not know, but we uh, take all of the corrections and omissions that we had uh, taken from the last episode and we put them into this episode that we can correct ourselves and you get some gratification for pointing out what doofuses we are. A bit like, actually, when we were at the Rev Pro Show, I haven't, we haven't mentioned this yet, but it was mm. my favourite moments from the people that we met at the Rev Pro Show and it was on the Thursday show. There was a guy who was waiting in line at the bar. We'd already got our beers and we were standing at the side. And uh, he sort of grabbed me and he was like, hey, the drive to 500,000. I was like, oh, hey, man, thanks very much. He went, yeah, you guys are the worst YouTubers. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, you guys are just the worst at it. And I was like, I'm, perhaps I, I didn't really know what that meant. Are we bad because we don't say subscribe and give a like? Well, I think he clarified, didn't he, that uh, he likes us and he just means that we're quite awkward in terms of YouTube and being professional. (laughs) You know, you're the... Maybe it's like a street thing that kids sometimes use. They say the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, that is wicked. Yeah. That is bad, man. Like in the 90s. Yeah. This is some day one-ish. Michael Jackson's Jackson's bad was not saying that hey this album's not very good in fact that album is dope that album is like that that reverse album, psychology Jackson. that album is one track away from being a perfect album what's the one track uh, speed demon which is absolute tosh i can't remember the track by track listing for it it's I'm more, very good. I'm more of a history guy <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> i'd have to say it's the best the, of the beatles my favorite <laughs> album of michael jackson is his collected best of <laughs> Or Moonwalker. No, Moon... moon yeah, it was Moonwalker. No, it wasn't. Moonwalker no. was the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the movie is my favourite thing that oh, Michael right, Jackson see, has yeah. ever done. Where he turns into a giant robot. Yeah, that kids get inside. <laughs> it's just a weird... Like, he's so screwed up from his horrible upbringing and just being thrust into the limelight and stardom and celebrity at a very young age. And this is the product of his mind. <laughs> and it's... Bat S word crazy. It is pretty crazy that film. I remember like watching that film on VHS when mm. I was a kid because I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. And every time I watched it, just being more and more perplexed, being like, I don't think I get what's going on here. I just want to see him sing the songs. Yeah, I w- I'd be like, so Joe Pesh, how does this relate to the people with the giant heads <laughs> at the start of the movie running around Florida? Yeah. 
anyway, we should probably get into the Great Balls of Butch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so kick things off with stuff we've done wrong here. So it was pointed out by quite a few people and on Twitter, on YouTube and on Twitter, that we forgot to talk about the fifth woman in the SmackDown team, which we'd actually been teasing throughout mm-hmm. the entire show. We kept saying like, oh, we'll save that later. It's a tease. Then we just forgot to talk about it. No, 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 no. We didn't say when later. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't say later in the show. We're going to talk about it next week after Survivor Series has happened. About our predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, but we actually did talk about it. Like, I remembered as we were doing the outro, and mm. I suddenly thought, ah, it's probably too late to bring it up now. Like, my head's already down here. Can't really do that. Um, so then I thought, I said to you after I stopped recording, I forgot to talk about that. We'll just do it on the podcast instead. So listeners to the podcast have heard it. So we did talk about it. It's not a botch. Yeah, and we'll address it here as well in the Survivor Series bit. Also, uh, we were very excited about a moment in the Raw Angle where Kurt Angle seemed to nod his approval in a mob boss style thing to Triple H so Triple H could pedigree Jason Jordan. Apparently, this was Triple H asking... Kurt if Jason was Kurt's son and Kurt's like yeah and so then Triple H hit the pedigree apparently Triple H even says the words this is your son Mm. and Kurt goes yes I mean that's also a really cool story because that's like what a heel Triple H is oh this is your son I'm definitely gonna pedigree him in uh but I think our version is a lot more interesting. It's yeah. very complex. All the character stuff, the conflicted character character stuff of Kurt there. I think it's way better. Mm. Uh, Nakamura was in the room in Shane McMahon's Gettysburg address at the start of SmackDown Live. Didn't notice him, which perhaps tells you uh, a lot about uh, WWE's main mm. roster booking of Shinsuke Nakamura when he could just be in a room and you're like, didn't even notice him there. He should be at the back, like, <laughs> he's gurning just... around and doing weird... He's things. just he's just another guy now. So uh, I was telling Luke just before we came in here, I listened to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez's review of SmackDown this morning. And I, I was quite... Uh, I liked the opening segment. You thought it was hokey. Mm-hmm. But uh, Meltzer and Alvarez really have... They, they made me change my mind in that you've got Shane McMahon on the stage looking like a star and everyone else is just this homogenous mass of people who are in love with Shane McMahon. Yeah. And uh, it really flattens out the rest of the roster in terms of trying to create wrestlers that you want to see. They look like chumps. Uh, An easy fix for that would have been just put the rest of the Survivor Series team up on the stage with him. Yeah. But nope, Shane McMahon is the star. As I said in the Russell Ramble when we recorded yesterday, that Shane is the star of the SmackDown brand. That's why the the beatdown was focused on him. Uh, Do you want to... I'm confused about this one. Uh, yes, so we also said, I said yesterday, uh, talking about the Shield Challenge, the New Day, and then just in the show, they didn't really announce that the match had been announced, like the match had been accepted, or they'd made, they sort of mentioned it on commentary, and I said, oh, they didn't show the tweets up on screen or anything like that. Apparently, on some feeds, they were, cool. uh, but not on the feed that I watched. And the next one? Uh, yeah, so this was from Mr. August on YouTube that said, God's sake, Luke, Roman and the Usos teamed with Dean Ambrose, not AJ Styles. Which I believe is in reference to when we were talking about on SmackDown when the Usos rushed the ring and they had that bit of a brief moment with Roman and they sort of looked at him and then de- uh, death attacked from either side. Mm. And you said, yeah, it, was that, it was a great moment because they're family, they're Oos. And I said, yeah, and it ties back into the feud that they had with AJ Styles when Roman was going against AJ, and it was like the family versus the club. That's what I was referring to. Um, someone seems to have mistaken what I meant, and 
then sort about them team with Dean Emirates, which I'm not really sure what they're on about. You are turning this into... That is, that's not a great balls of botch because you got it right. Well, no, you're, like, you're turning it into this is YouTube comments great balls of botch. That's not, Luke's that's not, right. <laughs> that's not true at all. Because I'm, I'm very happy to admit that I was wrong <laughs> on the other two. Actually, on the other three, four. Uh, now, I said uh, about a new day. I said I don't want the new day to break up. And then I was like, I, I thought that I had done a podcast with Finn Martin at the start of this year about how they should have done it. Turns out I was wrong. Well, you see, now I knew that we had done a podcast on this pre- uh, previously, but I assumed you'd already you'd ha- done another one with Finn Martin. Not before since. That. No, that was back in January. So one of the fantasy booking warfare was, was the very first fantasy booking warfare we did. Was because you remember the breakup of the new day? Yeah, remember you hadn't like adequately explained to me how fantasy booking warfare works. Oh, so, it was the doomsday. Yeah, so I let. Was it? That was my storyline. It was the Doomsday. It was the Authors of Pain coming up. They wrote a new book called Doomsday, and that was uh, the New Day End. Oh, I don't. Know. I honestly don't. It remember was a what cracking yours was. piece of fantasy booking. I probably <laughs> but, won. But I literally just like, oh, I'd have just like you know just had them split up amicably. I didn't realize I had to write an entire story. Mm, well, now you know. And now I, I know. That one. And finally, uh, uh, Mason Martinez writes, Ollie. I keep noticing that you say Pavlonian response. You know the the mechanism by which you see something and then you automatically respond to it so the the famous experiment is when you ring a bell and give a dog some food the dog after a while starts to associate the bell ringing with getting food so if you take away the food after a period of weeks you ring the bell the dog starts to salivate because that is a Pavlonian response. Pavlov was you said it again Pavlov Pavlovian (laughs) Pavlovian this is me. This is me saying something wrong for my entire adult life. Do you know what's funny? It's not going to be fixed in a day. Do you know what's funny? I've never noticed it. Mm. Maybe it's just a Pavlovian response that I think you're saying yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. So the dude, as uh, Mason points out, the dude's name was Pavlov. It's Pavlovian. Let's get into some predictions. So let's kick off NXT Takeover Houston War Games Dallas Starcade with the, uh, I suppose, the titular match, the tit. Chiller match of Sanity versus the Undisputed Era versus the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong Franken team in a War Games match. First War Games in over 20 years, if you don't go the TNA attempts. Oh, wow. Did, oh, yeah. I forgot they, they did they do, those. They're full. No, what do they used to call it? Um, Multi ring. <laughs> no, because they only did it in, once, in one ring. Right. But they had the six sided steel and then the roof lowered mm. with sparklers on it. And then the roof had weapons attached to it. It's like a monster's ball. No, it's not like a monster's ball. I was going to call it Full Metal Mayhem, but that was their name for TLC oh, no, matches. That's, yeah, that's it. Uh, it doesn't. It matter. doesn't really. Matter. It doesn't matter. So uh, someone will let us know, I imagine. But yeah, so what's uh, you said to me before we came into here that you've not been really keeping up with NXT, so you're, you think you might struggle with these predictions. Yeah. Um, but we did watch. Well, I'd rather I showed you the promo package on this week's NXT for this main event. Mm. And it's damn good. It was a mighty fine promo package. And th- there was one point where I was like, all these guys are so over. Like, everyone's got a really cool storyline and act, and they're all going against each other. I guess Undisputed Era are the, ch- are the heels, but it's weird to think that just a few months ago, Authors of Pain were the heels, and a few months before that, Sanity were the heels. So this is like... They're all heels, but they're all so badass. They're cool. I think Authors of Pain are still heel. Mm. 
but they've got, they've got Roder- Roderick Strong with as them. the as the fiery baby face. Yeah, it's just like they. It's that blurring the line of face and heel. They just all hate each other and want to have a fight and have a bit of a rumble. And yeah, also this video package featured one of my favorite moments in recent NXT weeks, which is when Killian Dane did a a running sent on while also kicking. Uh, I think it was Kyle O'Reilly, mm. uh, and then landing on Bobby Fish. So it was just that's a great spot. It was really cool, and I. I mean, I don't know if I can say this with any degree of certainty, but this may be the match I'm most looking forward to this weekend. Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's certainly going to be fun. It's it's weird how usually we're saying NXT is going to be the best match of the weekend. but uh, Sorry, the best night of the weekend. Mm. But Survivor, Survivor Series is so good on paper. Unfortunately, it's very long, as always, and this will be a nice two-and-a-half-hour-long show, and you can breeze through it. It feels like nothing. And Survivor Series is going to be a six-hour torture session. But, yeah, it's it's nice that WWE have a card that outdoes its developmental promotion. For <laughs> I am going to say Undisputed Era because this is like their first proper pay-per-view match, takeover match. And they're the new acts. They need a win. Yeah, I mean, I'm also going to say the Undisputed Era as well. I'd like to say Sanity because it kind of builds into a storyline that I'd like them to, to build towards, but... I think the Undisputed Era will win. You move Adam Cole uh, into a match with Drew McIntyre and you move uh, Riley and Fish into a tag team Mm. feud with the other members of Sanity. Yeah. Uh, So Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream this uh, next, which, what a match that I never knew I wanted. And then that first promo when they go up against each other and Alistair Black sits down and Velveteen Dream kind of like snakes off and gets really close to his face. And you're like, are you going to kiss? That's weird. But I, why am I so into these two guys kissing? I'm I'm excited. I don't know why I'm excited. Is it because they're going to fight? Is it because they're going to kiss? I'm sexually confused. Girlfriend, get in here. <laughs> What's going on with me? Uh, so, and apparently Meltzer said they've been tearing it up on the uh, on the house show circuit. Wow! So this could be a sleeper match of the weekend. I am so into this feud, and it, again, I echo you were saying like I had no idea I you wanted this. Gay for yeah, it yeah, as well. totally. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea I wanted this match until mm. they did this build. Like, what a great build this has been. There was, a, you know, there's a great moment when Alistair Black was making his entrance, and all of a sudden he just appears over his shoulder because this whole thing is built around making Alistair Black say Velveteen Dream. Because he never refers to him as that. In all of his interviews, he's like, Patrick Clark can say whatever he wants to me. He's like, no, my name's not Patrick Clark. I'm the Velveteen Dream. Call me by my name. And it's just a... And there's another great moment when Alistair Black was doing his little sit-down thing and he was just staring into dead Mm. space. And Patrick Clark was just like, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, shouting at him. And he sleep, and he walks back up the ring, angry and annoyed. And then Alistair Black just slightly turns his head and does acknowledge him. And then Mauro <laughs> Ronaldo's going like, he acknowledged him, he saw it, he looked. That's oh, great storytelling. So great. This match is going to be awesome. It's just such an inspired choice. I would never, ever in a million years, and I doubt most people would, uh, because it's such an off-the-wall choice, uh, put these two together in a programme. They seem like polar opposites, like the acts wouldn't work together, but it's created some form of magic. However, oh, you should go first. I went first last Uh, time. I am going for uh, Black Mass. I think that uh, Alistair Black is going to get the win here. Ditto. Uh, Title match, Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Cien Almas, which is probably the least inspiring uh, title, NXT title match in the show's recent 
history. Yeah, no, I, I would for sure agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel that Drew has become uh, a victim of when you get given the championship, but there is a storyline that's slightly bigger than your than mm. the championship, which is the the war game story. And as such, your championship just kind of gets relegated into secondary storyline. Um, so yeah, it's a real shame for for Drew. Yeah, because I suppose this isn't going to be the main event. No, war games will be the main event. Yeah, and I don't, I can't recall a takeover that wasn't headlined. By an NXT championship. Oh, Again, yes. Um, it was NXT TakeOver, I, I want to say Respect, mm-hmm. which was when it was the women's championship that was, was the main really event. early on. It was, okay. And, and, and it was uh, Bailey Sasha Banks in the 30-minute uh, Iron Man match. Iron Maiden match. <laughs> Should have been called. If only. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm going to say McIntyre quite easily yeah i'm, I'm yeah. saying drew here i don't think andrade is not it's not the right time to put the belt on on andrade i'm not sure that at that time will ever come mm. really he was one of the guys who was rumored for a main roster call-up after SummerSlam. it was like his name bobby rude can't remember the others now uh, authors of pain and yeah for whatever reason they kept on andrade down there and but did pair him with uh What's her name? It's not Tia Trinidad. No, it's, it's something Selena else. something. Yeah. It's, it's Selena, they're a good act. It's Selena, insert surname. I keep cool. wanting to say Gomez, but it's not that. Because that, that's, that's someone, someone else. That's someone very different. Uh, Kyrie Sane. I said that right, didn't I? Yes. yes. Versus Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon versus Nikki Cross for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. Vacant, vacant doing another great title reign there. Taking the uh, belt from Asuka. Uh... I this is this is probably the toughest one on the show to predict, not only because there's so many people in it, uh, but there's no real standout for me. in In terms of like they're all like no one's a super superstar for me yet, but they're all they're all like pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I guess I'm gonna say Kyrie Sane just because. She won the May Young Classic, mm-hmm. and I think that's a nice continuing. It, it makes sense if you really want to put over the May Young Classic tournament. You say, "Oh well, the winner of that then went on to, on to be the champion." Yeah, no, I can get behind that. Um, I feel really sorry for Ember Moon mm. in, in all of this. So it kind of calls back to that uh, Austin Aries interview he did with Jericho on Talk Is Jericho, when he said that you know his first four things he did as a babyface was lose to Neville. Mm. So it's like, so what's next for me? And if Ember Moon doesn't win here, that's that's three attempts at the title now, which she hasn't won. And it's like, well, what's really next for her? Because then that's all that's paints her as is just a, she's a big loser. Yeah. She I mean, and and that worked with um, Sami Zayn, but it doesn't work every time. Sami Zayn was just he was a unique mm. uh, property for that. However, I'm not going to say uh, Kyrie Sane mm. in all of this. I'm actually going to say Nikki Cross. I uh, see she was my second choice. Yes. Ah, why, I, do you want to walk us through why? Well, she's awesome. It's because she's so awesome. I think of the four outside of perhaps Kyrie Sane, she is the most over. Mm. Um, so I think that she's very deserving of of the belt and I think she'd actually bring a lot of like her with the belt just opens up the the floodgates of like what great possibilities we could have here because she's this completely crazy woman holding the belt and then having a feud with Kyrie saying chasing the belt is a much more interesting storyline mm. than um Kyrie just winning it outright at least for me and my other thought process mm. is that sanity have the tag champs so if you have the tag champs and the women's championship and then you have Eric Young going for the main uh, for the mm. NXT Championship against Drew McIntyre, perhaps once he's done with Adam Cole, or maybe that was why I wanted to actually initially have Sanity win 
war games because then you can have um, Eric Young go on to face it and then you essentially have Santi taking over NXT. Problem is, I, I agree with you that I think Undisputed Era kind of need that win out the blocks. So, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say Nikki Cross here, and I'd like to still see that that Sanity get the the all the straps. Yeah, I think that's a nice that that's a really nice story to tell, uh, especially Sane chasing the title. The money's in that, uh, but it's you've yeah you've also got the May Young Classic looming in the background. yeah absolutely yeah totally. Uh, I I you know what spinning out of the War Games match. I think the best thing would be not for Adam Cole to go straight for the title, but to have a blood feud with Roderick Strong. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Maybe even with "If I Beat You, Roddy, You Have to Join Us." Maybe that's right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's... So I guess you could work a sanity uh, victory that way. I'd still want Undisputed Era to win that. Yeah, I might actually change my my pick. I'm, I'm going to change my pick. Are you I'm going ch- to? I'm, I'm changing my pick for oh, War Games. I'm going with Sanity. Sanity. Yeah. Oh, no, wow, I, Luke. You've taught. There's not. You, I think you had taught me into that. But I'm going to write Sanity in the with the proper uh, lowercase uppercase format as well. Yeah. Look at that. Lowercase knit. <laughs> Say knit. Why? Uh, and Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. We've done this the wrong way round, really. <laughs> um, this is the least important match on the card. Uh, I went first last time. I'm going Lars. You're going Lars. I'm also going Lars just because Ono is kind of as great as he is, Chris Hero, and he truly is, can work so many styles. He's, he, I think he's never going to get beyond solid guy who puts other guys over in NXT. He is a mid-carder in NXT. Problem is, if you're a mid-carder in NXT, yeah. that's, that's all you are. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. 
but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now we have the weekend's main event, I guess, if you I'd, would call I'd it say, that way. I'd, I'd say it is. Uh, it's Survivor Series, arguably the best mat, the best card on paper all year uh, for WWE. I mean, um, I can't think of the last time a match, as a pay per view for WWE, looks so good top to bottom on paper. I it's have, not all hits, but you know. uh, yeah. So I have a, a video that's going up on Saturday talking about like almost how excited I am for Survivor Series 2017. And in that, I was like, you look at the card for this, and you look at the War Games card, and you're like, man, WWE really does have the best talent pool of any co- company, probably in the history of wrestling. And that's not including some of the people that aren't on the card. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a st- apart there's no from, Dolph Ziggler on there. Yeah, you're right. There's no. Uh, there's no colognes on it either. Mm. Um, certainly no fashion police. So aside from a few clunkers here and there, this is a absolutely stonking card. And I've not been this excited for a Survivor Series in quite some time. It's weird how it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Don't you know what is on the line? I, well, no, I... Oh, Kurt Angle's job. <laughs> Supposedly. Apparently that's one of those things that WWE might drop. I thought that's because I, they didn't mention it on commentary yeah. at all during war, which is why I'd forgotten about it. And I think that that stipulation was made when I was away, mm-hmm. and I, so I didn't watch that raw. And because that's never been mentioned since, I think that has been dropped. Yeah, like uh, the, the Vince McMahon lockbox that he once said. I so want to know what's in there. So, yeah, it's currently eight matches over a six-hour show. That's a two-hour pre-show and four-hour main show, although that first hour of the pre-show isn't going to be anything. It's just going to be people talking in the bloody infuriating social media lounge. <laughs> hey, Dean Ambrose, what's your favourite bourbon biscuit? Oh my God, Seth Rollins. If you were going to be a loaf of bread, what loaf of bread would you be, Seth Rollins? <laughs> this is the great journalism that we have from sourcing questions from the most idiotic section of our online fan base. I'm WWE generic interviewer number three. <laughs> Back over to you, Renee. Oh, poor Charlie Caruso. Yeah, if, or Dasha. You, if you were a loaf of bread, what loaf of bread would you be? I would be. Do you want to... <laughs> Glad you asked me this because I have arriving tomorrow. Because uh, uh, I'm in some weird S word. A uh, a loaf of bread that is made from legumes and seeds. You made a you made a word up there. Legu- Se- seeds, I understood. Legumes are things like beans and uh, lentils and mm. pulses. Pulses yeah, would pulses. be another. Yeah, but pulses is the word I would use. Yeah, yeah. Touch your uh, hand a bit there. And, uh, yeah, so there's no wheat in it. There's no gluten. Uh, oh, tell me more. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's, it's going to taste nice. Oh, well, um, yeah, tell me more when you get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. because I, I like bread. I want to have bread every day. Uh, but it makes me feel tremendously gassy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd try something new. So maybe I'm that kind of bread. I also bought some noodles made from fish. Whoa! Whoa! And uh, my lady partner thinks that's the most disgusting thing I've ever done, and she lives with me. <laughs> I do disgusting things all the time. What loaf of bread would you be? I was just trying to think that then because there's um, is it saltine? That sort of like um, uh, fruit loaf. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, I can't remember what it's called. You're now. a fruity loaf, but I like that. Or uh, Warburton's, mm. uh, Warburton's thick slice white bread. 
consistently Lo- good advertising campaigns uh, aren't they just they've got mm. the muppets involved you know that's how good they are uh but yeah i i like really thick crust um sliced bread sliced white bread especially when i have my toast and uh, i think when i make toast sometimes in the morning you say it looks like toy food yeah perfect that peanut butter and jam peanut butter and jam on there lovely stuff but yeah i think that's that's probably what i would be i'm worried that people have gone like at the start of the video oh, i'm not gonna sit through all this guffins straight to the survivor series reviews or predictions rather and then it's just about three minutes of us talking about bread yeah, but, you know, that's that's the kind of banter we bring. So, first hour, we'll start our way from the bottom, unlike we did with NXT TakeOver Houston Dallas War Games Starcade. And it's you've got Kalisto versus Enzo. That's an announced uh, pre-match, pre-show match. Kick-off match. Kick-off match. However, it's been widely reported that another match is going to be added. But we don't know what that is yet. It hasn't been. We're recording this on Thursday to get it up on Friday for Patreon people for early backers. Then it goes live on Saturday. So uh, we cannot give you a prediction for that match. Sorry. As much as we would like to. But Raw would probably win. That's what I'm <laughs> say. Apparently it's going to still be on the Raw versus SmackDown theme. Yeah, I mean, you got Apollo Crews has got to have something to do. Yeah. Uh, so Kalisto versus Enzo Amore. Not a... Raw versus SmackDown theme. The only one on the show it's also that the, is not. Yeah, and it's the only title that's on the line. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, and it's the most insignificant match of them all. Because Pretty much. it's on the pre-show. Uh, yeah, so I guess you could say Enzo is the Zoe show versus Kalisto from Raw. Maybe. I'm reaching. Have you got a prediction here? Yeah, I'm saying Enzo winning. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. here. Yeah. I... I yeah, I don't, I don't see the point in taking the belt off Enzo uh, at, at this stage, to be honest, and, and certainly not to put it on Kalisto because, I mean, look what happened last time he did that. Mm. Yeah, that was quite obviously uh, a rushed thing with the Neville walkout. Uh, if he was ever there. If he was ever there. And also, you know, there's been reports of positive talks between Neville and WWE as of late. Maybe Neville. And so, even returning before the end of November. Maybe we could see a Neville return on the pre-show. I'm sure he'd be really happy about that. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I want to break out the cruiserweight division. I want to be right in the main event mix or I'm leaving. Yeah, you're going to go yeah, back, back in Back in you go, yeah, take out Enzo. Uh, the first match, well, you know, there's that other match in there. We don't know what it is. We don't know what's going to go on the social media lounge either. The Miz versus Baron Corbin. The bathroom break right out of the way. And this is... I said the previous match, Kalisto versus Enzo, was the one I'm least looking forward to. Oh, but this is this is this is a close second. I think do you know what? I think I'm excited for the Enzo match more so because there is the chance Drew Gulak will come out with him. Yeah. And if Drew's there, yeah, yeah, then yeah. at least you've got some shtick with Drew. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, uh, which you do not have with the Miz and Bazza Corbs. I couldn't think of a more boring match. Mm. Um with the WWE lineup they currently have. Yeah. It's it's like so many things about this match don't work. They're both heels. Uh they're both like they're always they always sort of need to be paired with a better worker. I'm not saying they're bad workers, but they need to be paired with better workers to get a, a sort of pay per view quality match out of each other. And now they're with now they're just wrestling against each other. So that's not enticing. Their characters don't particularly play off well with each other. Uh the it's it Baron Corbin has been booked 
terribly as a champion and in general over the last several months. Miz has, I think, he's done all he could. I don't know what else Miz could have done to sell this match. So, well done, Miz. It's not your fault you're booked in this. And I think he's the only one that has done anything because Baron Corbin's not had any mic time on SmackDown to, to push this. To get this. his burger dress he did. Oh, all right. So he had he had it's seven nothing. seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all been done on Twitter, I believe. That's where fuse are built these days. I mean, on th- but did you see those promos? No. Like, honestly, Miz was far far in advance of Baron, but Corbin also cut some good promos online. None of that was shown on. I was going to say like all that, So TV. it's one of those things again, where it's like great stuff that's online that's never shown on TV <laughs> because on TV you got to have the yeah. script. So this is our first Raw versus SmackDown. Pay attention to who, because it it will play into the overall thing. You you don't want to completely bury one brand. So who are you going for? Here? Uh, I'm going with the Miz here. Hmm. I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just I've got one eye on the rest of the night. Yeah, I know. Well, I have as well, and that's why I may have to go back and yeah readdress some of this. But yeah. Next up, we have the women's five-on-five match. Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, Bailey Asker and Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch, Naomi Carmella, Tamina and a surprise, which Dave Meltzer said uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio, it's going to be Natalia. Okay. So it's... And Paige isn't booked until after Survivor Series. Now. Yeah. I mean, well, Natalia seems like... But it could like still the... be Paige. Natalia seems like the most obvious uh, choice, like her or Lana, because they're mm. the only other women I think they've got on SmackDown Live. As some people are saying all Brie or Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be a big return, but I feel like you would announce that. Yeah, but you got it's a nice little surprise yeah. for, for people. Again, it's like the page thing. I think it'd be a nice surprise if, uh, you know, when I did my little fantasy booking. Oh, no, I did it on the podcast. That's why it was in Great Balls of Botch. My podcast, fantasy, like my fantasy booking was the the team are out there. And then Becky's like, and our fifth member is Lana comes out. She goes, no, it's not you. Natalia comes out. No, it's not you. I've gone back to find the first person who stood by my side when I came up to the main mm. roster. And out comes her uh, submission sorority whatever that teammate. is. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said it. I should have just said Team PCB. Uh, come out and uh, yeah, and then it's Paige, and that's Paige's big return. So the this is a curious one. I'm looking at this. Who went first last time? You did. Uh, I did. Well, I'm going to say Raw here because you've got Asuka and Nia Jax, and those are two people, especially Asuka at the moment. You need to protect. Uh, on the SmackDown side of things, the, I like none of those people are hot right now. Uh, you, you know, Charlotte's, Charlotte and Natalia has been the hot feud. I guess Carmella's got the the briefcase, so it doesn't matter what happens to her. Maybe SmackDown losing Carmella cashes in her briefcase at the end. That could be one way around it. Now that she's shed Ellsworth, unfortunately. Oh, poor Ellsworth. I know. Yeah. Uh, I I I would like to see it come down. To because you know Alicia Fox, I I wouldn't mind if she gets eliminated right away. Uh, she's the first person gone because it's like oh Raw Team Raw, what's going to happen? Then Sasha Banks goes, then Bailey goes. They're not really doing anything with them. It's just Asuka and Nia Jax, and it's Asuka and Nia Jax defeat the rest of the Team SmackDown. I know that makes SmackDown look weak, but I think well they eliminated three people. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but like at the start, like just on paper. You've get the Asuka's the most important thing here. So people are gonna have to be sacrificed, unfortunately. There is a trade off. And you kind of forget about everything that bad happened to SmackDown if you get a Carmella cash in on Oh, she's not in the that wouldn't work. 
because Charlotte's in the championship. Yeah, maybe the cashing comes later. So yes, I'm saying uh, Raw. Uh, I'm also saying uh, Team Raw. Cool. Uh, do you want to say why or did I talk no, too no, much? No, no, no. I, I very much agree with you. Um, although you do talk too much. You never <laughs> shut up. Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair next. What do you think? I'm going with Charlotte Flair for this one. Mm. Um, I, I, this will be my first SmackDown pick of the night. And that's why I was going with The Miz early because I do think that Charlotte is getting the W uh, here. However, I wouldn't be surprised if this is where we see a Carmen Akashin because what I'd love to see is a moment where she then has a conflicting choice of who to cash in on. Oh, Because both is women's nice. champions are there. And I think that would be a really nice moment. It would, that would really like get the crowd fired up of where she's going to cash in on Charlotte, where she's going to cash in on Bliss. And then perhaps then, yeah, Carmella moves over to Raw when she's taking the title off, uh, off Alexa. Mm. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah. I, I really like that. I really like that as a moment, you know, mm-hmm. looking at both people down. But I think Raw has... You know, Raw has a lot of people, especially if Paige is going back there. I'd like Carmella to look at both women down. Like, every, you know, everyone's going crazy. Who's she going to choose? Hold it just a little bit longer just to make people go even crazier. And then she goes for Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte uh, makes the most sense. Because then, like, Charlotte as a babyface champion doesn't do anything for me. Charlotte's a heel champion all over that. But Charlotte chasing for the championship against her unworthy Carmella, I think that's the story to tell yeah. in the long run. But I'm going with uh, Charlotte for the win here. Both of us are. So that's a SmackDown win there. Uh, The Shield versus The New Day. Yes, indeed. I would say this is one of the hardest ones to predict because it's not a champion versus champion thing. Both teams are super over. Like, this whole card is hard to predict because usually you can kind of tell on on Raw or SmackDown pay-per-views you can work out who's going to win based on what you think the direction's going to be after the match. But for a lot of this, these storylines end here. Raw versus SmackDown. It only ha- This is the one night a year <laughs> when they go in direct head-to-head competition. Yeah, they go in head-to-head direct competition. Such an easy phrase to get out, Ollie. I don't know why you struggle so much sometimes. So, yeah, Shield, uh, you went first last time, didn't you? I certainly did, which means the it all rests on you now, <sighs> sir. Where are you going? So it's, it's SmackDown's Um... I'm going to say The Shield. I'm going to say The Shield win this. Uh, as am I. Mm. Uh, I. Yeah, I'm also very much saying... Um... Sorry, I've written what? that down. I'm t- changing these both to SmackDown so we can... Uh, there we go. And this will be Raw. Oh, I see what raw. you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, no, I'm going with uh, the, the Shield on this one because it's The Shield's first pay-per-view match back as a, mm. as a trio. Um, and the New Day losing won't really hurt them, uh, I don't think. But, you know, I mean, I was thinking about this. I would like to see this kind of, like, continue on, and maybe they have, like, a, a, a series of, of matches across the pay-per-views. But then again, this is the only... This is the one night of year, uh, one night of the year that uh, Raw and SmackDown stars go head-to-head yeah. in direct competition. Yeah, this is just an exhibition thing. It's uh, There's a little bit of ill will, because New Day inadvertently cost Rollins and Ambrose the tag team championships. But, you know, there's not much there because, you know, even New Day said we are baby faces. We didn't mean that to happen. That's yeah. the bar's fault. The bar. The bar. Uh, so, I, you know, as great as the New Day are as a unit, the Shield has Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. Like, legit main eventers. Three legit main eventers. Three former world champions. And I can't see WWE management booking them to lose as hot as the new day are 
for what is essentially a special attraction throwaway match, yeah, can't see that happening. No, I think the Shield are definitely getting the W. Yeah. So just to recap, so far we've had a uh, not counting the cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. I I've got uh, one SmackDown. I've got it neck and neck. I've got SmackDown for two and Raw for two. You have Raw for three and SmackDown for one. Certainly do. So the Usos versus the Bar. Uh, I went first last time. Uh, this is my this is my most anticipated match. On yeah, the card, I, I, I'm not surprised. Like I think these two are absolutely going to mm. tear it up. I can't wait to see this match, and uh, I'm going with the Usos for this one. I think mm. the Usos are getting the win here. Yeah, I ditto. I'm I'm going to go with the Usos too. Uh, so that brings you to three two, and me also to three two in SmackDown's favor. Uh, I originally, of course, this match was Ambrose and Rollins versus the Usos. Really exciting match on paper. I'd love to see that. And then a few people were like, "Ah, oh, I wanted to see that match more than uh, the Bar when the Bar won the belts and it got changed to them." I think that's an even better matchup. Yeah, because it's it's Cesaro who's been the star of all those Shield Bar matches. And it's been the... Well, the Usos and the New Day have been as good as each other. I just think Cesaro and the Usos, it's just... Oh, it's going to be magic. And they're going to... Both teams are on a kind of roll of stealing the pay-per-views. A, a, a roll as in, like, a, a stone rolling down a hill. It sounded weird coming out of my mouth for a moment there. That's what she said. Uh, so I think they're going to want to continue that with each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I was one of those people that when they did lose the tag straps, I was like, oh, man, I was really looking forward to that. Dean and Seth versus the Usos match. In fact, of all the, the champion versus champion matches, it was the only one that I was looking forward to. Back in the dark back, days. Back in those dark days before they just said, change everything, which is like, scrap it all, scrap it all, we're changing it all around. But yeah, it was the only match I was really looking forward to. But then I thought, actually, now we're getting the Usos versus the Bar, which probably will be a better match, and the Shield versus the New Day. I'm so in for that. Mm. that. That's that's really great. And I think this is going to be an absolute barn burner. Uh, the other... Con- I mean, there are so many contenders to steal match of the night. And that's yeah. what makes it such a good card. Uh, next up, we have the men's five-on-five elimination match, which is Kurt Angle. <laughs> Jeez, the lineup is insane. Team Raw of Kurt Angle, Triple H, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman versus Team Smackdown of Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, and John Cena. Wow, I mean, what a star-studded lineup that is. Uh, you went first last time, right? Certainly did. I'm going for Raw. I'm going Ooh, for Team Raw team because Raw. I think that it's oh, going to... Don't, don't speak for me. Sorry, I put R down for both of us. I think it's going to be uh, Owens and Zayn factoring into the finish and costing SmackDown the match because there needs to be interference. And this is like... This is the biggest Raw SmackDown match of the night. Like, you could have Raw win all, or like SmackDown win all the matches for the rest of the night. If they lose this one, I think everyone's going to go, oh, you know, SmackDown were buried there. Mm. Uh, unless there's a reason. And the the most logical reason I can see here, I know you've got the Jason Jordan thing lurking in the background, but the best reason here I see is the Zayn Owens uh, faction costing Team Smackdown the match. I'm going Team Smackdown. <gasps> oh, interesting. I'm going Team Smackdown. That is divisive. Because I think that uh, I think that Shane and Zayn and Owens will interfere and I think they will take Shane McMahon out of the match and I could see them trying to mess things up for, for Team Blue. But mm. I think that 
Team Blue are going to overcome this because I think that the company would look at the Triple H cut angle Jason Jordan thing as the bigger story. So I think if that implodes, then that should be the one that causes them to lose the match. So I do feel that this is where SmackDown are going to get the win. Yeah, so you have... You, you almost have uh, your interference spots spread out as far as possible in the match. Absolutely. Shane McMahon gets taken out as soon as possible so he doesn't get another bloody concussion like last year. Oh, no, because I've got my spot of the night, which I think they're going to... to... Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I so as a mini prediction for this, I think they are going to recreate uh, King of the Ring 2001 where Kurt Angle belly-to-backs or belly-to-belly suplexed overhead Shane through a glass... Mm. Oh, it was a glass panel. I think they're going to do that through the electric screen this year. It's a good call. It's a good call. And Shane's got to do something nuts. Yeah. And uh, then Shane will try and make his comeback. He'll try and like come out of the ring. The fiery baby, baby face that he is... And that's when Owens and Zayn attack. Because last year's match, which was spectacular, that 55-minute insane match. So good. What a match that was. Uh, that had a fair bit of interference because, of course, Dean Ambrose came back down and the the, the sh- they shield powerbombed AJ, AJ when AJ was a heel. There was Ellsworth as the mascot. That played into it. So there, were, there was multiple interference. And I expect this match to go pretty long. Yeah. Because usually for a four-hour show... They have like eleven matches, but they've only got eight. Yeah. So a lo- I think a few matches are getting a lot of time, and this is the most obvious one. I think this will easily get an hour. Yeah, I, I, so I'm gonna stick with Raw, but you are right. Zayn, Zayn and Owens taking Shane McMahon specifically out because their beef is with him more than the SmackDown brand at this nearer the start of the match. But the finish has Jordan costing Angle the match and thus his general manager role yeah well if that if is, that's a thing yeah. yeah do you even know what's on the line to quote stephanie mcmahon no <laughs> okay uh and so let's let's tie total this up for me i have uh one for smackdown one for raw two for smackdown two for raw three for smackdown three, so I'm, I'm at three and three yeah and you are at one for raw uh, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, one for Smack. We're both three and three, uh, just in different combinations, heading into the main event. Or it might not be the main event. I think this will be the main event. I'm pretty sure that it's in Brock's contract that he has to be in the main event. Really? That that would be my assumption because mm. he always is the main event. Yeah. Uh, and so it's AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, WWE champion versus champion of the universe, as Daniel Bryan billed him, Brock Lesnar. What a match on paper. And I really hope Brock's motivated to yeah. do something special because he's got great matches in him. It's whether he uh, wants to. He cares. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're both neck and neck. I went first last time. I mean, I'm. I, it's got to be Brock, right? Especially if you're still building this whole... Uh, Reigns culminating win at WrestleMania, but I do think there's going to be some big old interference from the modern day Maharaja Jinder Mahal to build to their uh, to the Clash of Champions WWE Championship rematch in December. Well, I'm also saying Brock, so I'm also putting down Raw here. Uh, but I didn't think of the yesterday Maharaja <laughs> as my uh, as as a factor in. I I I do hope they just have a straight up wrestling match. AJ, I could, I think the money is in AJ. You can, you know, you can have like uh, a dirty finish where Jinder would 
uh, factor into the end. And of course, that protects AJ somewhat. But I think AJ taking Brock to that absolute limit, and it's just a matter of who's the best on that day. Both men are more than capable of telling that story. It's a difficult story to tell. Probably, you know, that's one of the most difficult stories to tell of getting both men over while they're both looking strong and one has to win, but they both look strong in defeat. That's why Akada's so good in New Japan is that he's a master at that. Uh, I yeah, That's what I want from this match. I, I want it to, because it's, it's this is a dream match and I want it to be on, I just want it to be a full 20 minute straight wrestling match. No, no hijinks. Uh, Paul Heyman screaming his head off at ringside, going, no, no, to make you buy into all those near falls that AJ gets. But just on this day, because another day, maybe AJ's speed and mental fortitude could beat Brock, but not this one. I completely agree with you, and that is my hope as well. However, <laughs> this is this is the WWE, and we do have a December pay-per-view to build to. And you also had that interaction with them backstage at SmackDown. <laughs> and all I'm saying is that, like, can you imagine? You're, like, that match that you described then is what is taking place. And they do this big old double down, and the crowd are super into getting them over. And then, and then the Singh brothers come out to say, ladies and gentlemen, the modern-day Maharaja. And Jinder makes his entrance. The heat that man would get for interfering in their dream match... Maybe it might be the most legit heat he ever gets. It's it's kind of uh, we had this discussion on the Wednesday show where you almost wanted Alexa Bliss to interfere in the Ric Flair Charlotte lovely moment, but and didn't I was, really want her to. And I was like, sometimes you just got to let the nice moments be nice moments. Yeah. And I think I you know I want this to be a, a nice moment rather than an opportunity to get some be the cheapest of uh, very cheap heat but along yeah. the cheapest but I'm, I'm still thinking that uh yeah brock wins here so i won uh the the first fantasy booking warfare for this month mm-hmm. uh we've i think we're neck and neck at the moment in raw and smackdown we've got to have no, a not look because you won uh raw and you won i, I won this week oh like it was a landslide victory mm, like so it's two nil as as i predicted it would be a landslide victory so it's two nil to me a lot's riding on this uh, show. We're going to have um, different... So NXT will count for one. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series will count for one. Yeah. And then we've got, a, of course, a few more Raw and SmackDown reviews for the month to go head-to-head on and a fantasy booking warfare next Sunday. The Wrestle Ramble War... What did I say? Sunday. Next Saturday. Uh, is, is live and kicking. Isn't it just? November is hot to trot. Well, you say hot... I've got an idea for the punishment because we've done, you know, I did the uh, one performance thing. You've done your performance thing. I think now we need to do something that's actually going to hurt us. Okay. So I'm going to say on the line something very spicy. Well, someone did suggest to me on Twitter this one chip challenge. Yeah, you can't get those. They're sold out. Oh, are they? Uh, I looked into that because that's what gave me the idea. But I think we'll just get some hot sauce in. Big, big steaks. Big, big stakes. Because we've got, and it's a pay-per-view, or two pay-per-views, where you and I have got slightly different thoughts going in, so it could go either way. I mean, obviously I'm kind of hoping that I win both of the predictions, but I... You need to. I do need to, but it's very likely that I won't. So what mm. sort of hot, hot, hot thing are you thinking? Well, so just, I mean, there's more than enough hot stuff to go around, right? Yeah. Uh, some, some hot sauce and some Doritos... Other yeah. or generic chip. I don't know. I'm not. I don't like anything spicy. Oh, is oh okay. Because I'm I'm fine with spice. Okay. Well, it would have to be ridiculous. Maybe it should be scaled. For me, it's some paprika. <laughs> and for you, 
it's the hottest thing known to man. Well, I, it's, I, I'm not like, uh, I'm not uh, the your man from Man vs. Food. I'm not like, you know, like, you know, wearing rubber gloves when I eat my chicken wings. Mm. But I do like a lot of heat in my food. Yeah, I don't like any. It hurts me. It always tastes hot, even when it's cold. <laughs> it's still, I'm still like, I'm still trying to blow on it. I don't get it. I wasn't brought up on spicy food. It's just not a thing I'm into, I'm mm. afraid. Good job we are doing that one chip challenge thing, because I think otherwise we'd be like, have you seen the Daniel Bryan video of him he doing no it? no sells it. No sells it. Like, he's just like, is this supposed to be? I don't know if that's old school wrestler I'm tough, and then he walks off and cries. Yeah. Or if he's genuinely amazing. Did you see him having the labour the labor simulator? No, I did not. So it was on Total Divas. I didn't watch the episode, but I watched the clip. And it was this device, this contraption that you hooked yourself up to, I think around the abdominal area. And it gave you that the electric shocks gave you muscle contortions to the equivalent pain factor of childbirth. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan's just lying there quite calmly. It's in their house. Breeze there like, you know, the sort of gimmick is, ah, I'm a woman and I'm making man feel pain. This is great. And Nikki and John Cena are watching from the side. And Cena's like cracking up. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I think you should stop it now. Like he steps in. But Daniel Bryan just lying there, tranquil. No expression on his face, just breathing. <sighs> Nothing like yeah, laboured, yeah. but just normal breathing. And uh, that like Cena goes, well, where's he at? Like what's the pain scale? And the guy operating the machine goes, He's uh, he's experiencing childbirth right now. He knows soul childbirth. The man's tough. Either that or like, you know, you said that he's just he's playing it up for the cameras and then he goes off somewhere and cries. He does that on his own so no one sees yeah, where he yeah, goes and cries. Yeah. Oh. But I do believe that like Brian is the sort of person that can like just take himself to another place. That's how zen and tranquil mm. he is. That's vegan powers. Vegan powers. Him and Austin Aries and 90% of you. <laughs> yeah. Luke claims to be 90% vegan while eating things that I know have uh, well, non-vegan I, yeah, I mean, things so, in. Like, okay, so we talked <laughs> about this earlier. Because like, I do try... I'm trying to be at least 90% vegan. And I was having my vegetarian sausages earlier, which do unfortunately have egg in them, which means that they're not vegan. Which is why my wife gave them to me, because she can't have them as someone who is 100% vegan. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, these are delicious. And now I'm just sort of counting that in the non-10%, like, in that 10% bracket. I don't think 10% works that way. Like, you just chuck a load of stuff. It's not like a, a, a basement. <laughs> which just has 10% written on the well, door yeah, it's but like, it's actually 100% like, like every other time I'm eating stuff like uh, my meal tonight when I get home will be vegan my breakfast this morning was vegan um, my lunch my lunch probably wasn't because I had those corn pieces in it. I bet you they've got egg in them as well corn is not is, is not vegan no unfortunately not it's only vegetarian mm. so like there are things that I need to move around in order to be uh, nine, Like, but I, I think that I am more or less 90% vegan as I addressed in the show I'm going the opposite way. I'm putting meat into uh, typically non-meat products. I'm, I've got my fish noodles tomorrow. <laughs> noodles made of white fish. But you could go vegan, which is where you are, you go completely vegan, mm. but you, as long as your fish is responsibly sourced, that's all right. Well, it all depends on that. Uh, you pick your battles, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I haven't picked that battle, I'm afraid. Although I do, I do believe it's a battle worth fighting. I like eggs. Well, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of eggs as well. But, you know, I've, I've certainly 
given up dairy as much as I best can because um, that is the, the cruelest of all the industries, obviously, as you pointed out, apart from war. Um, and uh, But I will say this, that when my year quest of giving up like chocolates and sweets and junk food is up, I probably will have a Big Mac. Like, yeah, that's just something I'm going to do because... It's going to be either great or disgusting. Well, that's what I'm wondering. That's my that's my real intrigue is whether or not it's going to be like really great. I'm like, oh my god, I've missed mm. this taste of meat in massive air quote. This compressed something that is definitely meat coloured and meat flavoured, and their delicious burger sauce. Or I'm going to be like, this is foul and disgusting. Mm. I don't know where it's going to go, but we're going to find out. Come Just, 2018, we we should film that. That should be a video. Or maybe that should be a punishment. I have to eat something <laughs> vegan and you have to go against all your morals and values and, go against, and eat some meat. Yeah, you go have to go out and kill a cow <laughs> with your bare hands. <laughs> Not even going to give me the implement to kill a cow. You're going to have to make you're going to make me go and spend money yeah. at a corporation I hate the most. No, no, no. I'm going to make you raise a cow from from calfdom over years. This is the next month's punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got to take that to an industrial slaughterhouse and watch it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's, that's gone dark all of a sudden. Let's get on to some iTunes reviews. J Low 86, not not Jennifer Lopez. No. This is J and Low is spelt L O W E. So uh, I, I imagine that has hilarity. Hilarity when you say that name. He probably does. I'm sure he's still from the blog. One of the best to ever do it. First off, I'd like to say thank you, Ollie and Luke. Growing up, I was a huge wrestling fan, but as I got older, girls seemed way cooler, and I hung up my tights. A year ago, I stumbled across your YouTube page, and the fire was ignited, not just for WWE, but ROH, Impact, New Japan, and many more. It's all thanks to you guys. You are both funny, insightful, and informative. I'm proud to be a member of the Swath Nation. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, what a Jay-Lo. great review that is. Girls are great. Girls are great, they aren't are. they? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tadjola writes, Wrestling Bard's Finest. I don't know where the Bard thing... Let's, let's, read, the, uh, let's read the review. An, in, an educating insight and up-to-date of current wrestling news. Luke and Nia Jack slash Wonder Woman's drag act are passionate and entertaining. Great chemistry together. Keep up the good work. A thumb up emoji. Thank you to Jola. Thank you to Jola. Bards. Yeah, I mean, are we bards? No, Aiden English is a bard. Uh, is that true? No, well, he's like a Shakespearean of sorts. Yes, but like, but Shakespeare himself was a bard because he was a writer. No? Yeah. Or a storyteller. Well, it's like how how Aiden English is also the, the Van Gogh of destruction. No, he's the, the Mozart of mayhem, I think. Yeah, believe. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's the bard of being bad. <laughs> Are you a writer for, for SmackDown at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be his next catchphrase. I wish I was a writer for WWE. Oh, I, I don't... Yeah. yeah, that's a loaded statement. I also don't wish I was a writer because I bet it's horrible working conditions. Yeah. But what what an amazing thing to do. Week to week wrestling television, you get to tell stories over. Because like, if you were to get a job uh, writing for a, an independent wrestling promotion, likelihood is no, no one has week to week TV like that. You couldn't tell those stories. No, that's true. And as soon as you get there, you're probably not allowed to tell the stories you want. What a horrible double-edged sword. <laughs> anyway, look forward to Survivor Series this weekend. 
and we will be back on Monday with our Survivor Series and NXT review. I can't wait. I might be sleepy if I go watch it live, mm. but I, I do love you regardless. So bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.